Evening everyone, welcome along to BB and Budgie's Thursday night recce as we pick through the carcass of Rally Hawks Bay, the uh, Kennedy Park Resort Rally Hawks Bay. Round four of the Brungaroon Property Group New Zealand Rally Championship BB. We said this time last week that uh, we would get some answers of what does the balance of power look like. Uh, I'm not sure that we really got all the answers after all that anyway. Um, let's let's have a look at it. Ben Hunt, uh, crown champion in Hawke's Bay, Sterling Drive in the Skoda New Zealand uh, Fabia R5. But he was compromised a little bit with outright speed earlier in the in the day. Uh, Shane Van Gisbergen turned some heads. Another really impressive performance from him until he ran into problems in stage four. Robbie Stokes, at times, lightning quick, but a couple of issues for him. Uh, and then beyond that, you know, people like Rana, who drove within themselves and then got caught out in the last stage. Are you any clearer? Do you have any more of an idea of how those top, that pointy end looks in terms of uh, outright speed? Yeah, it looks like a giant big um, scramble, really. I No, no, we don't, we don't know, Budgie. Um, I mean, we did wonder just how quick Shane would be on on a championship round with everything in play, um, the answer to that is is very. Uh, you know, was Ben at a hundred percent peak? I don't think so. Um, where was Robbie? Uh, we were talking to Joe McAndrew, who helped pull Robbie out at the end of stage two, and he said he was well up there. And some of the other pace we saw says he was, um, you know, the the man to beat. Um, and I think you've had a pretty insightful chat with Robbie that that will be on the the website and the socials next week that, that really touches on on what needs to change there from Robbie's point of view. Well, um, let's, let's, let's touch on that. Let's get your, your viewpoint there because obviously we know the speed is there. Um, yeah, he's, he's demonstrated that. His performance in the power stage was phenomenal. He blitzed the field in, in that. Uh, yeah. Sort of ran himself out of contention for a rally, an overall result at the end of stage two when he slid off the road. No damage but stuck and then took an age to get the car back on the road, sort of wiped him out in terms of an overall result. Then he sort of says he's going to just drive within himself, get to the ends, has a bit of a crack in the power stage. It all goes well. It all comes together. So he's, he kind of continues it at that speed. Now, is that him pushing hard or is that him just driving? Uh, only he probably knows that. And then comes all unstuck in what has to be said, treacherous conditions in stage eight. Does he need to change his driving style? Does he need to drive a little more within himself? Or is the best for Robbie Stokes in terms of his development to fine-tune what he's good at. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting one. And I guess the positive for the Stokes team is, is that old saying, you can always slow a fast driver down, but you can't speed a slow driver up. We know Robbie's got heaps and heaps of car speed. Um, look, you really need to, to, to see a bit more and see the in-car and understand exactly what happened in that final stage. Um, I know Robbie's probably as harsh a critic on himself as anyone on that. Um, reality is, did it need to happen? No. Is that really, really easy to say sitting here on a couch instead of driving a rally car? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I'm sure the team aren't thrilled with, with having a rebuild before Rally New Zealand, and it's not the ideal preparation to go in a big event like that. You know, as he alluded to us during the, the day that... Um, yeah, the championship's gone. They're really out of contention um, with those couple of DNFs at, at Whangarei and, and Timaru. Um, so, you know, obviously Rally New Zealand's an event that, um, you know, the father Brian has um, always put on a bit of a pedestal and I'm sure that it's the same for Robbie and Amy. Uh, and so it's not ideal preparation for them going into that event um, with that sort of, of a start. 
Yeah, I hope for his sake that he doesn't try to rein it in too much because the, the ability is clearly there. Um, you know, if you go back, I think you and I were talking off air about since he's been in the AP4 car, he really hasn't biffed it off the road much. It's been the last two events. Yes, there was a drama at South Canterbury. It was a pretty unlucky role there. Um, and then obviously two two mistakes in very difficult circumstances. I mean, it's not often you see Shane Van Gisbergen make a mistake, period. And, no. you know, he was caught out in, in pretty wet conditions, as were a number of other drivers. Um, so, yeah, I hope, I hope for Robbie's sake that he could accept that every now and then you're going to have a bad day at the office and let's maybe just chalk it up to that. Let's have a look at that that the Ben Hunt, Shane Van Gisbergen situation. Shane was terrific for the, through the first three stages, then slid off in, in what was, uh, you know, pretty trying circumstances. Have we got a good gauge on Shane's performance? And again, I mean, how impressive was it what we, what we saw of him? Oh, look, I've watched a, a reasonable dose of Shane's in-car. Um, what he's doing is is certainly impressive, um, especially for someone with, with such a little mileage. Did a little bit of lack of rallying experience maybe hamper him and cause that off? Possibly. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's a really hard one. It's a really, really strange off, and I'm sure you'll, you'll get to see it when the, the coverage comes out in a couple of weeks on CRC Motorsport. But it just sort of takes off and does its thing, unfortunately, which is, yeah. Um, and then it's sort of, once once it's stuck, it's stuck. So that's that's that. Um, you know, Ben, I think it'd be really interesting to, to see just how down on power that car was. It did seem a little bit flat um, from the side of the road, using the old side of the road diner, which is a very scientific measure. Um, it did seem a little bit flat and, um, yeah, he, he really is the master of, of not necessarily having everything 100% underneath him, but just managing that and, and dragging the result out of it. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, yeah, fair play. Um, hats up to, to Ben Hunt, another terrific job, and, and for his team. Um, yeah, big result for them to get their first win in the Skoda, with the Skoda New Zealand backing and all of that. Um, so massive congratulations. Let's look a little bit further down the field, because you know, Rana Horn sort of flew under the radar. Was was you know I thought he drove a really solid day, didn't try to push the boat out too much and then unfortunately just got caught out first corner of the final stage in what were very tricky circumstances again. Uh, one little mistake cost him what would have been a good result. Uh, Matt Summerfield, another great result for him. Again, the speed appears to be returning there. Uh, you know, another good result. The car's reliable. Uh, he had to battle a couple of little dramas, had a, a puncture that, that cost him some time. So again, you know, if, if he's not dealing with those issues, perhaps he's knocking on the door of even better results. So, yeah, your assessment of the rest of the, the Cat 1 field? Well, I think that that battle for second, third and fourth, all or what was third, fourth and fifth and then became second, third and fourth was was magic between uh, Rana, Matt and Ari Pettigrew. You know, great drive well, by was Ari. Unreal, Ari, yeah. But you look at it, the, they all had their issues. You know, Ari busted Naxal right in front of us on the, on the live stream in special stage one. Um, you know, Matt, as you alluded to in stage four, had that left rear puncture and then Rana with the spin in the last stage when it was sort of his to lose. Uh, that made for, you know, it, it's great when you have those battling groups and when it's so close, especially for those final podium spots when there's so much to play for. Um, I think that, that that battle could go any any one of three ways. And probably when we get to the next round, you throw another couple of cars in, into that group as well. So, which is really, really neat. You know, the, that that battle is fascinating. You know, I think Rana's getting more and more comfortable with that new car. Um, and I think, you know, Matt's really found what works for them with that car. You know, he said it's another step up in speed, although the, 
the result wasn't necessarily better than Timaru, they know within them that the car speed was up on what it was um, at the previous round. So that's encouraging for them. I mean, Ari Pettigrew, you just run out of, of superlatives for the guy, don't yeah, you? Well, let's, let's touch on him in particular because, you know, I thought, again, a really mature drive. I mean, him, between him and both, he and Jack Hawks would impress me over the weekend. Young guys that we're starting to see a level of maturity in the way that they're performing under pressure. Jack, I thought, did a really good job of getting a, a good result out of, you know, another event where probably everything didn't quite go his way, yet he's here at the end with a good haul of points. And Ari was, you know, he battled dramas early. He started to push when he needed to push. Um, mate, he looks like a future champion in waiting, doesn't he? Absolutely. And and you did right on Jack too, you know, very, very mature performance. Um, he picked up some power stage points. You know, he's, he was particularly effective in that, um, the slower stage, which was the power stage in the second repeat, you know, the um, the tighter, twistier stage where Shane went off, Jeff Ward went off, a few of them had had dramas. Everyone came out saying how how horrible it was. They loved all the other roads and just said, man, that was so slippery. But obviously it was under dense bush and in wet conditions. So there's not really a chance for those roads to dry out. Um, yeah, great, great drive by Jack. Great drive by Ari, you know, two two young stars and, and as you say, two future champions. And right off the back of Jack, too, I, I've got to say a great drive by Grant Blackberry, you know, a one-off performance uh, this this season. Um, we've seen him, you know, last year put up some really, really strong results and, and unfortunately, you know, it just hasn't got the budget to be there all the time. But sixth overall and, and really, I think, extracting as much as you can out of a production car in this day and age. Yeah, it was, it was great to see him, you know, real talent and, and need to have him uh, part of the mix and battling with, you know, guys that have, have been at the pointy end for, for most of the year. Um, Cat 2, uh, sorry, excuse me, two-wheel drive, um, very disappointing end for Jordan Grant, who had a, a stellar day and it looked like a, a great result sewn up, both overall two-wheel drive and in his NZRC two-wheel drive class. Uh, bit of disappointment for him, but um, some some stories up and down, uh, those categories, Brent Taylor, good to see him back, getting a good result there. Um, you know, Jonesy getting the better of, of Shane Merland in the in the historics. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's that NZRC two-wheel drive battle that will have everyone talking, right? Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely NZRC two-wheel drive class. You know, Jordan and Dylan Thompson and Charlie Evans were all swapping times. And obviously, Charlie was another one. Uh, really bad luck. Bryn Jones did exactly what he had to do. He ended up second. And likewise, Lucas Ramsey. So great to see... Young Lucas at 17 years old on the podium. Great, great job by him. I think what what was really cool, Budgie, to see was, you know, you got three very, very different classes in there. You've got the historics. You've got the little NZRC two-wheel drive, yeah, front-wheel drive skidders. You've got the open two-wheel drive cars, the big, powerful rear-wheel drive machines. And they were all in an overall battle, you know. There was tenths of seconds between Jordan and Jonesy and Brent Taylor and Dylan Thompson and Charlie Evans at, Dave Strong was right in there. They're really starting to find some pace with that Honda Jazz, which was really encouraging. Um, so when you go through those, those class battles, and I think you know Dan Haynes, if he wasn't full of the flu, would have been right in amongst there too. But so such a variety of cars that all come together, and and the the difference is is a handful of seconds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's a real shame to me that that Jordan didn't get the result, but. Equally, I, I'm super impressed. Dylan Thompson just, you know, very rarely makes an error. He, he you know, yep. perhaps didn't have the outright pace that he hoped or, he, you know, he was not so much the pace that he didn't have. He was just blown away by the pace that Jordan had. But he hung on to a good result and waited all day and in the end the result came to him. 
Um, and I really love the honesty mentioned it around the and um, from the service park, the honesty from uh, both Ben Hunt when he heard about Shane and and uh, Dylan when hearing about Jordan's demise, genuinely disappointed for for the rivals, knowing that they probably deserved a, a good result. Um, what have you made of the uh, rally challenge class? I mean, I'm going to put you on the spot. Here. Have you done some mathematics and figured out who sits where after Hawks Bay in terms of the drop rounds and whatnot? Uh, I haven't done the maths myself, but the good team at Chris Ford have, have sort of put put some figures in front of me, which is really handy. Um, so Jeff Ward, he was on a perfect score coming in. He slipped off um, on Saturday, which was a shame for him. He had some real good car pace, and I think it, it was the first chance we've had to see Dave Sievers v Jeff Ward. Dave was not not at his uh, not at the peak of his powers at at Otago. Um, so that form guide probably swings in the... Yeah, there's one point between them going into Rally NZ, which is pretty much winner-takes-all, you know. Um, so just just to remind everyone of the structure at Rally New Zealand, there's no more drop rounds. So categories one through four, which is our NZRC four-wheel drive, NZRC two-wheel drive, open two-wheel drive and historics, they've all dropped a round now. Uh, the Rally Challenge four-wheel drive and two-wheel drive classes, they've dropped two rounds. Um, so Jeff's on a perfect score. Um, Dave Sievers with his win at Wangarei, but he was second in the power stage and then a, a win over the weekend in the power stage. He's now one point behind. Um, so that's, you know, but there's still two rounds remaining. So Friday at Rally New Zealand is its own round with its own power stage. There's 30 points there. Then you wake up Saturday morning, you do it all again, all starts again. There's another 30 points there. So there's still plenty to play for, you know, especially, you know, that rally challenge half the points are still available. So, yeah, if you if you haven't scored any now, you're probably in trouble. But if you've got two half reasonable results, if you've got 45, 50 points on the board, um, anything can happen at, at that rally. So, yeah. Have you, have, <laughs> did you manage to have a look at the two-wheel, the rally challenge two-wheel drive um, standings as well? Yep, yeah. So that's, that's a, another really interesting one. And that was a, a great battle over the weekend. You know, you've got to touch on... Um, yeah, commiserations to Zeal Jones. They they put a new engine in that car, and he was uh, he was rapid quick for the first two stages before they they blew the clutch. Um, so you know he's shown that he's going to be one to watch moving forward. Uh, full credit to him. Uh, Dan Alexander with a, a great win. It's, uh, yeah, Dan sort of went there knowing he had a problem with the head gasket in the car. Um, just thought, oh, we'll see how long it lasts for, and you know what, it lasted all day, and and he got a class win. So. Um, Funny how things work out sometimes, isn't it? Um, and Sam Byrne getting it in front of John O'Shapley. So what that means is that second place in the Rally Challenge, of course, Johnny Brentzel was not there because he'd already got two perfect scores, couldn't improve. He was running around in a gorilla suit spectating and um, <laughs> showing all sorts of unmentionable things to certain drivers and <laughs> all that all that sort of stuff that you wouldn't necessarily put in a family show. Um but Jono and Sam are now tied for second on 51 points. So where that ends up, who knows, you know? And there's um, there's guys chasing them pretty hard too, so... Yeah, exactly. Uh, You're still going to need a, a result at Rally New Zealand, no matter who, you know, we're talking about yeah. whether Hayden Padden's back and, and competing in the championship or whether he's not. It's it's open. Ben Hunt, if Hayden's not, Ben's still got some work to do because there's drivers within um, touching distance of him, Ari and the like, that, that can put, put some heat on it, Rally New Zealand. So still fascinating. We've got a couple of months now to build up to Rally New Zealand, Ripco Rally New Zealand. Uh, anything more in terms of news, anything that we're expecting to hear? I mean, Hay- Hayden McKenzie, do you want to just touch on Hayden McKenzie's car debuting yeah. the, the Yaris? 
Yeah, abs- absolutely. It was great to see Hayden. Finally, great to see that car at a championship event after, I think, four years under build. Um, and, yeah, they were littered or dogged with problems all day. First stage was basically their only clean run. Um, and, you know, I think he was eighth fastest. So that's a pretty good debut. And, and Hayden is very much still learning that car. He's still learning rallying, if we want to be frank. You know, spent a lot of time circuit racing, and he'd be the first guy to admit that, that um, you know, he's still learning this this game and everything. And, and yeah, he's doing a, a really, really good job. Um, yeah, I think Andy Martin's another one we haven't touched in, in that top class. Um, yeah. Two, two events now for Andy with, with non-issue under his belt and, and more miles and more miles. Um, there's some really good battles in there, like open two-wheel drive, Peter Farrell and Chris Alexander. Chris just got in front of Peter on the last stage. I mean, that thing of Peter's would have been a, a right handful on some of those slippery roads. Um, you know, lots of horsepower in the in the rear-wheel drive cars. So there, there's plenty of stories to take out of the weekend. I think, you know, it's an event, some people are going, oh, it's a short one, it's, you know, short, sharp, is it? You know, I think it, it absolutely delivered. It was a fantastic event. How how many people were out there watching? Yeah, mate? it was awesome, mate. Yeah, honestly, I, I thought it was a terrific, terrific event. Uh, not that there weren't some good stages north of the city last year, but I really liked the condensed nature of, of uh, with the layout of those stages. Uh, the people of the you know, people within the region coming along supporting the service park was amazing. Awesome spot. Bottle it. Let's go back there again next year. It was uh, it was great fun, great place to go rallying. So well done to the people of Hawke's Bay. Absolutely. All right, mate, we will do it all again next week. We might have a special guest on the show, but uh, enjoy a weekend off. We've got to wait for a little while before we go rallying again. Now we're going to be itching to go by the time Ripco Rally New Zealand gets here, but uh, we'll look forward to having a lot more conversation between now and then. Do it all again next week. Until then, we'll see you later.